welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Richard Dotson, here with my fellow nerd fellow host, Matthew O'Hara. Hey, man, that's me. Hey, and here we are. And in a 2018 season rookie analysis breakdown with the quarterbacks. Yep. Uh, Kicking it off right here, man. We are here now for the next four, up until the NFL draft, and then after the NFL draft, to give you every possible tidbit information that we can on these rookies to break them down. So not only are you ready to watch the NFL draft as a knowledgeable person, but to attack your rookie draft with expertise, precision, and accuracy. You are essentially going to be a walking Ginsu knife. Oh, man. Yeah, slippity, slippity, slashy, slashy. So, and of course, there's only another way to do it, too, is you want to walk into your draft with a Dynasty Nerds t-shirt, of course, too. Looking sexy. Available on DynastyNerds.com. Honestly, the most comfortable t-shirt you ever wear. Uh, we sold a couple like that. We sold enough last week. We kind of ran out of black. But if you want a cranberry, a limited edition cranberry, oh. I'm announcing the pod right now. The first couple people that you know tweet at me that want to buy a cranberry, I have some larges, some extra larges. I might have one double XL. I think I have a, a medium in there too. Uh, I will give a couple of those. I will sell a couple of those too. But man, nothing really says, "Hey, I'm going to kick your ass in a rookie draft when rolling in with a dynasty nerd T-shirt." I mean, it basically it speaks for itself. Yeah, yep. you're going to get mad high fives. Yep. Your wife or boyfriend or just your your lover, I guess, uh, will love you more. You're going to look in the mirror and you're going to see this twinkle in your eye that was never there before because all of a sudden you are way more attractive. <laughs> it's, basically, proven. it's basically a proven fact. Yeah, it's not me. It's science. Yeah. So unless you think the earth is flat and dinosaurs are pets, then don't, don't come at me, bro. Don't come at me, bro. So uh, today we're going to get into this news and notes. We're going to break down these quarterbacks where, uh, you know, when we do this pod, Matt, you and I actually agree on a lot of things. We do, for the most part. And for the most part, everything for our rookie content, like you walked in, I was talking to you about Nick Chubb and you're like, I'm kind of on the same page with you. About Nick Chubb. Uh, but when it comes to these quarterbacks, we're in two different stratospheres. Uh, we're in different universes. Except for one guy. Yep. yep. Uh, one, of the, one of the guys we're going to talk later in the show is Lamar Jackson. Stay tuned. I've been waiting two weeks to drop this Lamar Jackson fire on you guys. You can barely contain yourself. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. Look at me. I'm excited more ways than one. I've got goose pimples. Oh, boy. I've got goose pimples. If that's not going to titillize you, I don't know what will. <laughs> Uh, before we do, speaking of titillizing, is that the, is that a word? No, but sure. What what what's the you make up? No, you make up tintalizing. I think titillizing. Titillizing, sure. Titillizing. Yeah, whatever is you it, want. Is he man. saying titillizing or titillizing? Titillizing. Whatever. You, whatever one is more inappropriate is what you should Listen, go with. I personally am titillized. I know. So surprise, surprise, surprise! I'm gonna bust out the crystal ball today. Don't know. It wouldn't surprise me a bit. No, and tune into the uh, end of the show as well because I am starting a new startup league, and uh, I'm going to tell you how you can join and be in a league with me. Cool, because that's what I do, baby. Every year we've done a podcast, I started a new league. I know you're a junkie. I'm in ten dynasty leagues. Yeah, I think you, you have a problem. Man. You really do have a problem. Room for one more, oh, baby. <laughs> you know what? I like because I'm I love startups so much, I can't contain myself. Yeah. This startup will start, the draft will start immediately after the NFL draft. So I figure I should start recruiting now 
and uh, going through these people. We'll do a little bit of lottery. I might do a little interviewing, uh, but we'll go through the details at the end of the pod. Why bore people now that don't want to be in a league with me? Like, come on, dude. Do you really want to fast forward this pod? They can just tune you out to you know towards the end if they want to. Uh, so some news and notes. Zay Jones. Uh, I'm, sh- I don't I'm even sure. Know. I'm sure most people have already seen video of it, but yeah. Um, if not, if not, it's out there. Um, he went a little uh, went, cuckoo. Yeah, there was uh, a, there was an incident. We'll put it that way. He went kung fu fighting with a, a glass window, kicked his foot through it. Some say he tried to jump out this window on the thirtieth floor. Um, it looked like he was not sober. He was talking about fighting Jesus, buck naked, with his brother Caleb Jones, who's a receiver for the Broncos, I believe. Uh, I don't know where he's with. Uh, who he's with now? Defensive back, yeah. somewhere around those lines. But uh, yeah, and he's in the hospital because his. I mean, the video. I saw the video. There's a lot of blood. Looked like a murder scene. Yeah, there was a lot of blood. Like I've seen horror movies with less blood in it than that hallway. Yeah, uh, hopefully you know he's all right mentally and physically at this point. I mean, who knows? I mean, he's a player that I really liked coming out. I and I even Me too. I went as far as to trade for him like a couple of weeks back. Um, the, the say his stock is plummeting uh, is now. It's bad. Well, let's just, let's just hope it was you know um, for his own good. It was an isolated incident, and it's it's not indicative of something you know obviously worse. So let's pray. Yep. More news and notes. The guy, the man, the zombie himself, the <laughs> man that will never ever die. It's like a heartbeat of a of a patient who dies, then comes back and spikes. His dynasty stock has risen. It has fallen. This isn't Wall Street. We're talking about. We're talking about Kristen. Michael. Christian Michael. He's back, baby. Yeah. He was in the car. He was in the back seat of Bishop Ranky's car, and he's like, ooh, who farted? He tuck and rolled like a grandma out of the car, and he just ended up on the Colts' front lawn. Unbelievable, man. Yeah, and here he is. He's back, and people are like, ooh. People are probably rushing to the waiver wireless. I'm grabbing me some Christian Michael, because you know he ain't in nobody's rosters. No, he's not. He's out there. Listen, listen. Do exactly what Bishop Ranky's doing and pumping the brakes <laughs> with the door open for him to get back in. Because, listen. If the Colts don't move, they're probably going to draft Saquon Barkley. Uh, they're going to draft a running back regardless. Whatever running back they draft is going to do better than Kristen Michael. I think Marlon Mack would beat out Kristen Michael. I mean, I mean, at this point, who who the heck knows, man? Uh, Kristen Michael just he hasn't shown anything on the field in years. So I mean, what's what's well, there to what's there to write home about? Anymore? I thought there was an age limit to this game, but <laughs> maybe I'm wrong. But hey, if you want to be one of those guys, all right. If you like zombies, and listen, I'm a huge zombie fan. Huge. Not Rob Zombie, just zombie movies in general. I mean, I'm staring right now at a zombie um, um, figurine right over there. Yeah, oh yeah hey. A little Walking Dead with a, a zombie with a screwdriver hey, in his eye. Hey, there you are. Right behind uh, your head. Feel free. Jump on that train. Uh, yep. Just make sure you uh, get ready with that one bullet to hit the head because you're going to be uh, ejecting that guy off your roster very soon. But I guess at the same time, if you have an open roster spot me it's worth a gamble until it gets cut in august i guess i mean if you're up for the frustration yeah i don't know i mean yeah okay more news and notes eric ebron also ends up in the front lawn of the colts after being dumped by the lions hey you know there's already jack doyle there who's actually a proven good tight end former first round pick eric ebron maybe he will learn how to catch all of a sudden in indy because they play in a dome oh wait a minute so did the Lions. Yes. Maybe they'll have a good quarterback this time. Oh, wait a minute. They already yeah. did with the Lions. So hey, yeah. maybe, maybe they'll have a really good receiver to offset some, you know, like T.Y. Hill. And wait, they had that with Calvin Johnson. Hey, uh, wait, what? Was yeah. he there? He was there, right? Yeah, Calvin yeah. was oh, there. Oh, yeah, Cal- uh, Big, big season so. was there. Yep, a couple of years. Hey, wait, Marvin Jones isn't good. He finished as wide receiver one last year. So, I mean, Golden Tate was there as well. They're both pretty good. Mm, the Golden Domer himself. Yeah. 
So yeah, Eric Iran. I mean, obviously they're just taking a little bit of a flyer on a first round pick. That's usually what these guys get. Two and, tight end sets. Yeah, somebody to, to run out there for two tight end sets. I think. Me, mm. uh, you know, you know Doyle's already there, and I think he's more established. I think at this point. I'm gonna take that. I'm gonna take that just like a rolling paper full of weed, and I'm just gonna pass on it. Okay. Or not pass on or pass it. Yeah, you pass it. I I pass on it. You pass on it. You, I would pass. You it. would pass it. Yes. Okay. Good enough. I think that's how that works. That's fair. Yeah. I haven't been on that. Um, Luke Wilson is now starring in Shanghai Nights Four. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> Owen Wilson. That's Owen Wilson, not Luke. Does he have a brother, Luke? He actually does. Yeah. Right. Are you his father? I'm not. Okay. Well, he's signing with his boyhood uh, team, the Detroit Lions. Now he's a tight end there. Yeah, he is. I mean, obviously they don't have anybody else there. Uh, so Luke Wilson, as of right now, is is probably their starting tight end. Ooh, titillizing. So you know, it's it's probably a better spot than the Seahawks, who who don't ever use tight ends. So yep. mm-hmm. you know, Luke Wilson might have a little bit of a spike in his production, but you never know. I wouldn't expect huge numbers. He's a, he's a he's not a horrible receiving. He's not. Threat. He's not. He's not a bad tight end. Yeah. Uh, intriguing. Yeah, to say the least. Something to keep my eye on. I would pick him up before I picked up uh, Christian Michael or Christine Michael. How the hell do you say that guy's name? Christian. It's Christian. Christian. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Luke Wilson or Eric Ebron? You got to pick two. They're both on your waiver wire. You only pick up one. Who are you picking up? Uh, I mean, Ebron's still probably too intriguing to pass up at that point because. Okay. Okay. You know, Luke Wilson's Luke Wilson, but. Chances are Luke Wilson will be on your, your waiver wire and Eric Ebron won't be. So, True story. Uh, moving on, uh, Alan Hearns being treated like your hair at the barber shop. He was cut. And uh, he's a free agent. He's got a lot of interest go around the league. A guy who, after who was an undrafted free agent, comes in and signs a extension worth $5 million yeah, a year. They're like, pretty- hey, buddy, that's too pricey for us. We got Keelan Cole in the background. Right. You know? I, I think that's basically, I mean, they signed Moncrief also. So D.D. Westbrook. Yep. They signed Marquise Lee. It's a four-headed horseman. Yep. Wait, four-headed horseman? Close enough. I think it's three-headed monster, but <laughs> whatever you, whatever you're looking for. Four man. horsemen. Yeah. That's what it was. Yep. Who are the four horsemen? Of the apocalypse? Oh, that sounds bad. Yeah. Speaking of zombies. <laughs> uh, so look for where he's going to sign. Uh, reports are he's going to visit the Jets. This comes out on Thursday, which would be today, essentially. And reports are he's most likely going to sign there. So they can, you know, that put, you know, Robbie Anderson. That might give them room to cut Robbie Anderson. You still have Quincy Anuwa there. You still have Chad Hansen there. Anybody I'm missing? No, I mean, I think I think they'd be fine keeping all those guys and keeping Alan Hearns, to be honest. Okay, okay. And then Ryan Grant, after failing, just magically failing his physical on the same day. Yeah. Uh, the guy who's never missed a game in his career that Michael Crabtree gets hurt, and then two days later passes the same physical for the. For the Colts, weird, huh? Um, another guy ends up in the Colts. Yeah, so everybody's so just going to the Colts. It does seem like very Colts-centric news here today. A lot of people signing there, um, which you know they weren't all that great. So big surprise. Yeah, yeah. So if one year, five million, prove a deal. So let's see if he's got a little thunder in his tank and uh, he can prove it. Offsetting uh, T.Y. Hillen. I think Chester Rogers is still the name that watch there. We mentioned him about six months ago, saying, "Hey, right. if you have room on your dynasty roster, make sure you pick up Chester Rogers." Intriguing name going forward. Let's see how big chess dog uh, could pick himself up this year and maybe can make a name for himself. Right. This right. is it for him. This is – will Chester Rogers be somebody? Who knows? We'll find out. And, I mean, obviously, I, I don't know if this happened 
after last week's show, but Jordy Nelson did sign with the Raiders. They oh, cut yeah, yeah. they cut Crabtree, and now he's with the Ravens. He pretty much automatically signed there, um, like the next day, literally five minutes later. Right. So I, I think he saw that coming and uh, made the move pretty quick. The Ravens are also sniffing around a couple of restricted free agents, uh, Willie Sneed visiting and Cam Meredith. Yeah, interesting. Interesting. Yeah, and 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 they're both I think at the lower level tendered so tenders so the Ravens wouldn't even have to give anything away. They would just have to you know make a good deal. That give room to cut Brashad Perriman. Right. They'll give you Crabtree, John Brown's your deep threat, and then maybe like another big receiver yep. on the inside. What do you think about Jordy in Oakland? Again, I've already proved my point. I'd like to see him try and get some separation. I think he's somewhat kind of done, but as a number two option there in Oakland, we'll see. Yeah, no, I think I don't. I don't think it's a bad spot for him. I think it'll it'll be a little odd seeing him in a uniform that that isn't a Green Bay Packer. But um, he's Caucasian. He'll shine like anything under that black and gold. So, and then also Doug Martin signed with Oakland. Uh, but don't worry about that because Marshawn Lynch is still a starter there. He converted his uh, entire salary into a sign-in bonus, essentially, and took like a 500000 in cut. So his money, his $4.5 million is pretty much guaranteed, which means he's going to be the man uh, there this right. year. Right. So, you know, And uh, Eric Decker, I think, is also visiting um, the Raiders. So that's kind of yeah. kind of a uh, – seems redundant to have Listen, Eric Decker and Jordan as many old white receivers as you could possibly get. Uh, okay. <laughs> I think I – think, um, my my memory of Gruden is that he prefers older, like veteran type of players in general. So I mean, it doesn't really surprise me any of those guys. You know, uh, Jordy Nelson, Eric Decker, the Doug Martin signing, the keeping um, Lynch around. So you know, we'll see how that works out for him nowadays. I think he's going to have to kind of adapt his his ways a little bit. But give me five seconds here. Sure. Look at my crystal balls early here. Oh God, here we go. Crystal balls, get them out of here. <sighs> Crystal balls? Will the Raiders be good in 2018? Hail no. <laughs> ah, okay. I, th- right. I I I tend to agree with that. I think there's going to be a bit of a learning curve for uh, Gruden there, and his you know he's got a 10 year contract, Listen, so while, he's got plenty of time to to relearn the game and, and and remember how to coach and all that. While I got my balls out, I, I can't resist this. Uh, crystal balls. Will the Browns be in the Super Bowl oh, God. in three years, the go. year 2021? <sighs> Hell yeah, we're going to the Super Bowl, baby. Book it. Book it. Browns 2021 going to the Super Bowl. Listen, folks, you heard it here first. I'm calling it. Just letting you know. I'll stop there. Now, yeah, you're so let's, optimistic. Let's end the news and notes on a high note, and let's get into it, shall we? Let's finally, after all this time, our favorite time of the year, kick off our 2018 rookie analysis breakdown starting with the quarterbacks where you and I differentiate drastically so your QB1 is Baker Mayfield he is right now yep. my QB1 is Sam Darnold right QB1B for me is Baker so I love me some Baker so right. we'll, we'll start at Baker first right shall we let's do this, it. uh former Heisman quarterback he's from Oklahoma he's six foot and a half 215 pounds with nine and a quarter inch hands. This Heisman winner finished college second in FBS history in passing efficiency. Ooh, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. That's 175.4 uh, to Sam Bradford's 175.6. Tied for mo- he tied for fourth in touchdowns with 131 in FBS history. Third in yard per attempt with 9.7 and seventh in passing yards with 14,607 yards. This guy is a field general. He's fearless on the field. He's got an NFL arm. He's got excellent accuracy, touch, 
Superb. Superb. Superb touch. Yes. Gotta love that touch. <laughs> so, and this is a guy, too. I mean, he walked on as a non-starter at Texas Tech and won the job. It's it's fantastic. Right. You, you, got, you got no big school offers, walks on Texas Tech's, wins the job, gets hurt, loses job pretty much because Pat Mahomes was coming in out there. Uh, so he's like, okay, I'm going to move on. Even though he won Big 12 Freshman of the Year at Texas Tech. That's pretty sweet. Yeah. Right? Yeah, absolutely. So he gets hurt. You know, they have Davis Webb there, and then they were bringing in Pat Mahomes. So he set, sat out 14 to transfer. So where's he, tra- where's he go to? Oklahoma. Oklahoma, no big deal. What's he do there? Walks on. Walks on in 2015. What's he do there? Walks on, becomes a starter, just earns the Big 12 Offensive Player of the Year as a sophomore. Just The, the dude gets better. He got better every single year statistically. And for him, to me, this guy has the heart. He's got the arm. He's got the accuracy. He's got the smarts. Love him. Yeah, no, I, I, I think I – that's why I have them as high. All the all the good stuff you basically just said. I mean, some of the drawbacks that I did see watching his tape. Um, he, to me, he he was like never ever sitting still in the pocket, which kind of bothered me. Did you did you notice that watching his tape that he was just like bouncing, bouncing around, bouncing around, could never sit still. Like he just looked jittery to me, and I'm not sure. I'm hoping it translates, you know, and and once he gets into an NFL offense and, and gets his, you know, his footwork down where he's in rhythm more and he just hits that back foot and lets it fly. To me, he was just kind of always moving, always jittering, and I can't, I couldn't tell if he was nervous in the pocket and that's why he was moving so much, or it was, or it was just the way he is. I think he's looking to make a play there. Yeah. Again, on my negatives here for him, the same thing. My number one right here, very top of my list, says needs to work on being a pocket passer. Right. Number two, and he needs to work on not holding the ball so long and, you know, be more secure with the football too. So basically it's going to be, and there's a couple quarterbacks we can talk about this, but not trying to hit a home run every single time and learn to stay inside the pocket. Cause listen, as an NFL quarterback to have success long-term, you have to learn to be a pocket passer. You, you have, have to, to learn be, to step up in yeah. the pocket, take, take that little area you have with you, take those three seconds release the ball and get out of it. But with him, with his arm and his accuracy, I say this all the time. When I'm looking for a quarterback, I'm not looking for a quarterback that's going to get on his knees and throw it 70 yards like Jamarcus Russell and Josh Allen. I'm not looking for the guy with the rocket arm because, listen, most passes in the NFL aren't over 20 yards as it is. All right, I want my quarterback to be smart, and I want him to be accurate. Those are the number two most important things in my arsenal. I mean, you look at the top quarterbacks in the league, you're looking at guys like, you know, Tom Brady, Drew Brees, guys that are really smart with the football and are accurate. You know, they have mobility. That's fantastic. That's an extra, that's an extra fantasy cushion you can get for fantasy points. But for the most part, you know, I don't want you to rush for 60 yards. I want you to throw for three touchdowns. Right. You know, that's what I want. Throw for 350 and, and three touchdowns. I'm And don't throw interceptions. Yep. And complete footballs. And that's where I think Baker Mayfield is. And where I can get on board here with Baker Mayfield is I think he is out of all the quarterbacks in here that can't miss. Like, there's not a doubt in my mind that he is going to be successful in the NFL. Not a doubt in my mind. I am more confident about him than anything. And listen, the Browns are taking Sam Darnold one. I would bet my house on it. That's how confident I am they're going to take Sam Darnold number one. Uh, All right. If they took Baker Mayfield number one overall, I'd be just as happy. I'd be okay with it. I'd be hunky-dory. 
I don't really see him really as an AFC North kind of quarterback. No, I don't either. No. So I prefer him not on the Browns. If we had him, I'd be extremely happy. But his game is going to be one that's going to be styled to his game. Right. But he does. I mean, he does everything well. Honestly, he does. I mean, he could. You know, obviously, deep accuracy is probably a little bit of an issue with him. He does. He's a lot more accurate. Um, you know, fifteen yards and in. Um, as far as as far as what I saw on tape, but um. When he gets outside the pocket, man, he's. I mean, but he's he can fantastic. move. He's he's athletic enough to get you first downs with his feet. I don't think he's like a true running quarterback or anything like that. But he can do like the a lot of the the RPOs, you know, yeah. that they were, you know, that are becoming popular in the league right now. If you, if you move him to a style like that of what Philadelphia ran, he's going to really excel in the right. RPO, which which is a run pass run, offense. Run pass and let option. him and let him yep. uh, read that because when he does, when he gets out of the pocket, which is one of his go tos, he's fantastic. Right. But again, for long term success, it's not always going to hold up. You're going to get hit a little bit too much for there to make that a long term thing. Right. So when we talk about some of these guys, let's talk about them, you know, in a regular draft here aspect and then a super flex aspect of it. So in a regular draft, you know, none of these quarterbacks are going in the first round of a redraft of a one QB league. No, I'd be I'd be surprised if any of them did. Yeah. I mean, you have to be really hard up for a quarterback. And even then, then our advice would be to trade down. You, you should be able to get one of these quarterbacks easily in the third round of a one QB league. So looking at it as a super flex option. Somebody, somebody might reach on one of these guys, you know, mid-second to, to late-second. I wouldn't be surprised. Definitely. There's always a quarterback that yeah. goes that high. Definitely right. when you have a quarterback that goes 1-1 one, one right. in a NFL draft. So you can see, look for a guy like Sam Darnold or if Baker is your guy, maybe on your team. You know, sometimes you'll see guys like that definitely, like if you're a Broncos fan and they take Baker Mayfield. Then you're going to want Baker Mayfield more likely, you know. Right. Uh, if the Browns took Baker Mayfield, even though I have Sam Darnold with my 1-1, I'd somewhat lean towards Baker because that's a guy you could watch every single second of and really root for genuinely right? on both aspects of your dynasty team and your regular team. Where do you think Baker – so Baker Mayfield be the first quarterback you take in a super flex. I think he would be, yeah. I mean, just for a lot of the reasons that you just said too because, I mean, I, I think the the floor is there for him. Mm-hmm. You know like you know what I mean? He's got the highest floor out of any of these guys. He's the surest thing uh, in my eyes, and, and, and that's why I have him ranked here now. Obviously, landing spot for these guys will determine at least a little bit of, of where these guys, um, you know, where they move in my rankings. Where's the worst landing spot for you? For Baker Mayfield? For any of these For any of these guys? Uh, I mean, the, uh, the Jets probably. I mean, any any one of these guys that are, like, um, hanging on by a thread, basically, the coaching staffs. The Jets, and, then. Yeah, the Jets. But I even then, the these guys scenario. have such a long – tenure here and they're gonna all be drafted here super high it's it's you can't even see what team they go to now it doesn't really even matter because one these are guys are going to be chosen to transcend that franchise and two they're going to be they're going to most likely outlive any kind of mistakes that come through there and they're going to start building that team around them so like for a team like the jets that don't have weapons after they get that guy they're going to start building around that guy right where if you go to the giants you know, one, he's not starting right away. He might even start for two years, possibly, but he has better weapons around him. But again, you're talking about one to two years down the road, he's going to have those weapons. Same thing for Cleveland. Whoever Cleveland gets, he's not starting year one, so he doesn't have Jarvis Landry year one. We don't even know if Jarvis Landry is going to be on the Browns in year two. We don't know if Josh, Josh Gordon's going to be an unrestricted free agent uh, in year two. So we don't know what weapons he'll have, too. So you just can't say, oh, he's got Jarvis Landry. Oh, he has Josh Gordon. You can't say 
the Jets have so-and-so. You can't even say right. the Broncos, who just signed Case Keenum to pretty much a two-year contract. It looks like he's going to be rock solid for about two years. Even if they take a quarterback, who they'll have Damaris Thomas a year or two years from now. Uh, How yeah, much better d- right, right. I doubt they will. Right. So we can't look at weapons there. But in a dynasty startup, where do you in a super flex rookie draft, where do you see the first quarterback come off the board? I mean, anywhere from pick four to six. That's what I was thinking. Pick four to six. And I think if you're really hard up on a quarterback, like you're really screwed up up against it, you could probably go number two. So yeah, I mean, right. I guess it would all depend on who's picking where in your league. If they're right, like you said, if they got one quarterback or no, like I think there's a guy in our league that has zero starting quarterbacks. Yes, um, he's going quarterback, quarterback. Right. Absolutely. And for me, I'm, I mean, I'm a, I, I can speak clearly on this. In our super flex league, I had the fourth pick. Right. So, and me, and I have Mitch Trubisky, Matt Ryan, and Eli Manning. So I'm looking kind of for a quarterback because I have a, you know, a guy who's almost done right. and a guy who's an unknown who I believe in, Mitch Trubisky. Right. But it's looking the, to secure myself there when I'll most likely have the options of Nick Chubb or Sony Michelle, possibly a Darius Geis, then I'm going to most likely lean towards a quarterback, even though in that league I, have, I desperately need running back help. But with such a deep class at running back, you can with these quarterback, four, you have four to five quarterbacks going in the first round. It's going to push talent back. So I'd rather secure myself with the best quarterback early in a super flex league and let these running backs come back to me and quarterbacks come back to me. Because again, this class is deep enough with a lot. The receivers are all pretty close. And after you get past Saquon Barkley, there's a tier that's pretty close there. The next three guys, and then the five guys after that are all in the same tier They're as all well. The same. Yeah, I, so I, I, agree I can with wait that. on that. Yep. You know what I mean, I rather get the high upside in a super flex league. So I agree. I think pick four is a good spot for a quarterback. I think pick five in a super flex quarter. Honestly, from pick four on, you're going to get one of these guys. Yep. And I think the next four guys we're going to talk about essentially should all go in your first round of your super flex. Yeah, I, I would think that's probably where, we're gonna, where they're going to end up going, which is going to, like you said, push back some really good talent into the second round of Superflex leagues. Um, that's a, that you know that's one of the exciting things. You know, this is this is going to be our first rookie um, uh, rookie draft, basically in that um, Superflex in that Superflex format. league. Yeah, so I'm, I'm excited to see how it actually falls out once we get going. But, yeah, um, me too. And like I said this quarterback class is fantastic. It's yeah. probably one of the best quarterback classes we've seen since. What the Philip Rivers, uh, Eli Manning, Ben Roethlisberger? Yeah, because they're they're legitimately like three or four, maybe even five guys that could be franchise quarterbacks. Completely different than the Jake Locker, uh, you know, all those turds that right. were in that class. Right, right. I can't remember all their I, names. I can't either. But they're all turds. Literally, none of them were any. And there's five of yep. them, you know, and they're all turds. Yep. You know, you could polish a turd and spray with cologne, but listen, it's still a stinky little. It's turd. Still a stinky turd. So obviously the biggest knock on Mayfield Baker Mayfield here, but honestly one of his only knocks is his height. Right. And for me, six foot and a half inches, pff, I'm not worried about that. I mean, there are other guys that function at that height or or shorter. So yeah. I think it's all right, and he does a pretty good job of maneuvering in the pocket to get throwing lanes and stuff like that. You would okay. So there's 32 teams in the league, right? Mm-hmm. You can argue that um, three of the top 16, which would be half of the quarterbacks in the league last year. Maybe even higher than that, or under six foot one, and Russell uh, Wilson, Drew Brees, and Case Keenum. Yeah. So there you go. Yep. Enter Baker, May- Baker Mayfield to the list. If you're looking for safety here at the quarterback position, Baker Mayfield's your choice. I'm with you. But let's move on to the guy that I have one one. Okie dokie. A guy that you don't like that I, you have as, actually as your fourth best quarterback. I do. Yeah. And when the Browns take this guy, I'm gonna be so happy. <laughs> 
Listen, he has pro day today. His name is Sam Darnold out of USC, quarterback, six foot three, two hundred twenty one pounds, nine and three eighths hands. This guy is the prototypical ideal size for quarterbacks. He's tough. He's athletic. He's very, very accurate. Uh, he can move in the pocket. He's, he's, he's accurate in the pocket. He's accurate on the run. He can make all the throws on the field. His arm is strong enough. He threw wide receivers open. He has great anticipation. He throws before the wide receivers break out of their breaks, which, great, which is great. And remember, Sam Darnold's only been playing in college football for two years, right? And what I've seen on him, the way he can read defenses at this – some of his flaws that he has – I think are fixable. And the way he is on the field at such a young age, such a, he's the youngest quarterback coming out of this draft class. And the things that he does and what he sees at such a young age, to me, makes him so ready to be the number one one pick. Because the guy has the most tremendous upsides. He has great poise, smart, speed-free, and young. NFL caliber arm, like I said. Granted, he doesn't need to secure the ball better, but most of the fumbles came away with him, you know, holding the football with one hand. That's a very easy fix. Yeah, no. I, what do, what do you see as his negatives? I, I I do agree that you can fix the fumbling issue, um, but sometimes that that comes down to like having poor, you know, uh, poor presence in the pocket, which which sometimes is just like a feel thing, and and it, it can't be fixed. Yeah, but see, so, I think his youth. I think it's again, it's his youth there. I mean, the guy only had twenty four starts at USC. Uh, I was listening to an uh, interview today with a guy who does something for USC. I can't remember what it was. He, he played with Carson Palmer. He said Sam Darnold's the best quarterback to ever play at USC. Okay. And he said, and he said it, was, it was about a half-hour interview today. He said it was hands down, not even close. And he said a lot of that struggles came too is, you know, even though this guy went to USC, he calls their game. I think it's a guy who calls their games possibly as well. But he said uh, – you know what USC did him no favors this year with no skill positions. We saw that his pro day today. His receivers were dropping footballs. So a lot of people around him, and he said the system he was in didn't do him any favors. And people always talk about his elongated motion, throwing motion. But I throw it out the window because listen, guys throw the way they throw, right? I mean, does he want to get it a little bit better? But at the same time, this guy made a good point too. No quarterback that's really good now, i.e., Tom Brady. Aaron Rodgers threw exactly the way they threw in college. You know, they're going to study and get the ball out a little bit quicker. They do that. We saw, if you watch Tom versus time, he works on it every single off season. Year 16, five times Super Bowl champion, still working on his throw motion to get the ball, find a way to get out just a little bit quicker. So for him, the turnovers, you know, a lot of college quarterbacks have turnovers. That's, that could be a flaw for a lot of these guys. But at the same time, since September last year, as the season got on, from September on, he only he had three interceptions compared to his 17 touchdowns. So it did get a little bit better there as well. And what I see with Sam Darnold, again, is upside. So for a lot of these quarterbacks here, maybe besides Josh Rosen, we're talking about upside here. And, again, we're podcasters. Right. Right? Yeah. Quarterback is the most hardest position to predict. Hands down. It is definitely. We do a very good job predicting running backs. But for the most part, not only we are guessing, but – you, it takes such a strong mental makeup to get for a quarterback. He's got to literally go in and get in there, be the first person in, the last person out, study tape all year long, and want to be the best for him to be really good. It's the only way it's going to happen. Literally the only way it's going to happen. So we don't know what's inside of these guys' heads. So we're just kind of going off of what we see. And for me, when I look at all these attributes that he has and what he does at being only 20 years old, with such a poor skill set around him, 
the upside for me of Sam Darnold is the juice is absolutely worth the squeeze. All right. I mean, I, obviously, I wouldn't have him at four if we didn't see, you know, obviously a little bit of differences. I, I honestly don't think he's got a great arm. I think he's got an okay arm. I think he can function in the NFL. But what I saw with with his elongated delivery, which is one of the issues I do have with him, he had to really, I mean, literally wind up. And he almost dropped the ball all the way down to his waist on a lot of these throws that I didn't see, like, any zip on. And he's, like, he's having to put his whole body in it, wind up, this big wind up, and this ball just goes and flutters out of his hand and just floats in the air. Did you watch like. his pro day day? I didn't watch his pro day, but he's, I, he's really been working on that a little bit with Jordan Palmer. Palmer rain, pouring rain today. He, he tightened that up a lot at his pro day day. Was dropping dimes sixty yards down the field. Well, I mean, it's sixty yards downfield with what nobody covering, and and I mean, I, I don't know. I don't put a lot of stock in pro days at all, to be honest. Okay, I agree. Um, uh, so I, I don't really care that it was raining. Okay. I don't. I don't because. Johnny Manziel with the football helmet on. Right, exactly. I just don't put stock into those. I, I watched the tape, and, and I, I based it off there. He just – some of the stuff worried me enough that I, I can't put him out that high, and I and I really – I mean, I could see how he could function in certain offenses. I'm not sure um, that he'll function in all offenses. I rely on – when I study these quarterbacks, I watch them. I give my takes on them. Right. Then I go to some of the scouts I really trust, guys like – Guys that I like and I feel like have good hit rates, at least when I get when I read their analysis that they're they usually they're right on. Guys like Dane Brueger, guys like Matt Miller. Matt Miller said he's the second best quarterback prospect prospect he's scouted over the last couple of years. He's, it's for him, it's him, Wentz, and Luck. So for him, and I trust him. Dane, and honestly, almost every single scout is coming out and saying Sam Darnold is pretty much the one one. I, yeah. I, I mean, I totally agree. And, and, you know, they do this for a living and they know the guy much better than I do at this point, but that's just what I see when I, when I watch the tape. So I think the upside is absolutely there. He's going to go first overall. He's going to get plenty of talent here uh, around him with the Browns cap space. Again, if they're going to go to the Super Bowl in three years, there's only one way to do that. And <laughs> that is with Sam Darnold being a stud. And listen, the crystal ball has been pretty damn accurate so far. So for you to just dismiss that, shame on you. Shame on me, but that is how I'm rolling. So you have him as your fourth best quarterback. I have him as my first best quarterback. Then I have Baker Mayfield at number two. Who's your number two quarterback? Um, I am intrigued, sir, by a Josh Allen. I know that you hate him. but no, Listen, I <laughs> if you remember at the NFL draft party that I have every year, right. last year, I, I predicted Josh Allen was going to be 1-1 this year. I know. Uh I don't hate Josh Allen. Oh, you hate him. I just have him as my number five rookie quarterback. You hate him. But I, th- I like. But here's the thing. I think all five of these guys have some really good upside. Yeah. So I, I, and I honestly don't hate Josh Allen. All right. So Josh Allen's your two. So we'll skip Josh Rosen here. We'll go to your number two. Okay. And let's dive into Josh Allen, quarterback, Wyoming, six foot five, two hundred and thirty-seven pounds, and you're talking about a guy with the highest upside in this draft. His name is Josh Allen. This guy has have, has elite, elite physical school tools. He's got the arm, athleticism, and size. The guy can make throws in college that 85% of the people in the NFL cannot make. You can say he's kind of like John Elway, Brett Favre. Give it to him. Rocket arm. The guy can make throws that from all over the field. We're talking about guys that, but here, here's the big negative. When when you have to start going to this guy could throw 70 yards from his knees, that's a huge red flag for me, first of all. 
Um, kid's smart. Kid's tough. Uh, took a beat in there, right? 2015, had a broken collarbone. Broke it in seven different places. Ouch. Yeah, had to get that fixed up. But he, he does. He's that John Elway type of velocity. So he can get that ball out. And listen, in college, he has some bad mechanics playing at Wyoming. We saw him clean some of that up at the senior bowl. We though, definitely did. Which yep. was, that was a nice little improvement. Sometimes what worries about that when it comes to like mechanics like that, a lot of times when they clean up for the senior bowl, they clean up for the pro days, when they're in the NFL and the heat's on, they revert right they back. They revert right back I to I totally it. agree. And when I mentioned earlier what I want out of my quarterback is accuracy, what scares me about Josh Allen is just his accuracy. And nine times out of ten, Matt, nine times out of ten, people like Josh Allen, their accuracy does not get drastically better in the NFL. The, the only guys that I can really pinpoint that really got better were Matt Stafford and Brett Favre, honestly, that I think of that are like pretty good quarterbacks that like they're under what sixty one percent that got pretty much better in the NFL. Yeah, Matt Stafford and Brett Favre, so it's a rarity there. So we're looking. You can't. I mean, it there. Right. No, you can't like base his accuracy issues strictly on his completion completion percentage because his his wide receivers did not give no. him any favors and it's his footwork what you they, can clean up that, that most that, of his accuracy issues were horrible footwork yes and this is the same kind of stuff i was saying about like pat mahomes last year same same side of type of thing he, he had the most he had even worse footwork i believe than than josh allen but um i i think if he just gets a, some things just a, even just a little bit cleaned up um, the guy's arm is amazing. His legs, I mean, he is just like an all-around weapon. I mean, he, he's basically Cam Newton in my eyes. That's what I That's what I see. I mean, the, the guy is a running threat. He's got a, a huge arm, man. And, yes, he does have some, some accuracy issues from but time to time, but so, does, flag, so does Cam Newton. Yeah, I know, but that was my only – like, he doesn't anticipate passing windows at all. You know, it, he's waiting for the receiver to be open, essentially, scheming to that kind of uh, – aspect right. of his no, game. Yeah, I, I so the, it, it's not it's not just his accuracy. you know, if he's if he's like we mentioned earlier about Sam Darnold, how he can read the field and how he makes those throws where he'll throw a receiver open or anticipate before the receiver breaks out of his route, you know, he Josh Allen doesn't do any of that, man. It's like it, it, it's it's a more simple of an offense, even though he kind of played a more pro style offense of a guy. So even if he does to me, like it, we'd be talking about, say he didn't have those mechanic issues, and he was pretty accurate too. We'd be sitting there talking about, you know, him locking on his number one receiver, staring him down, waiting for him to be thrown open, uh, and can he get him the ball there? So basically, it comes down to Josh Allen is a project, and again, I don't hate him. I, th- I definitely think he's a project. I just think he has the longest shot of success here with the highest upside. With the highest upside, yeah, I can live with that. But like, so if you're in a super flex league, I mean. For you to tell me that you're going to take him number two overall, he's your number two overall prospect, over a guy like Josh Rosen, who's got his warts, over Sam Darnold. To me, Sam Darnold, take him over Sam Darnold. I mean, if you're going to go for upside, I mean, overall differential between max upside of Sam Darnold and Josh Allen, to me, is it? I mean, the at least, at least Josh big. Allen doesn't poop himself every time there's pressure around him like Sam Darnold. Yeah, I'll just throw it to the other team, that's all. <laughs> They won't be able to catch it. It'll be 90 miles an hour. Yeah. You've seen some of those throws. And, and that's a problem, too. Even some people complain about the senior bowl. Like, he has to learn even – there's so many things that he has to work on. The He's second half of project. the senior bowl, he was amazing. He was even throwing with touch, and, and he looked great. And so let's face the, it. I mean, it's the, there. It's in his game. I mean, he can do it. This guy's got to sit. So Absolutely. I agree with that. For him, to me, again, I love the upside. Yeah. I'm not a hater of Josh Allen. I don't want to put that – I just – to me, 
I just rather gamble on a lot of these other guys. So what are you going to do when the Browns draft him number one? I would. He's the only guy I don't want the Browns to draft. <laughs> They'd have to say reset. Here's here's what Josh Allen needs to do. Josh Allen needs to sit for two years. He needs to pull the Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, that's what he needs to do. If he goes to Buffalo with AJ McCarron there, and AJ McCarron gets pulled game three, you know, and his coaching staff is gonna, they, then who knows what's gonna happen to him. If this guy can get thrown to the wolves, it could ruin him. It you definitely know what I mean? could. I agree. So if he goes to Arizona, he could be ruined. If he goes to Buffalo, he could be ruined. If he goes to the Jets, I'm, I guess I'm okay with that because you have Josh McCown and Teddy B there, but they're only on one-year contracts. So this guy's got to get up to speed in 12 months. What, 16 months, somewhere around there? He's got to get he's got to get up to speed fast, yeah, definitely. But um, so, I, I still see so much upside with Josh Allen. That is why I have him number two right now. Okay. And this is why I have a number five Yep, for me. It's such a project there, and there's so much gamble there. If I'm going to gamble, I'm going to gamble on the things that we're talking about. About Everybody that we talk about before him is what I'm going to gamble on. What I explained about Sam Darnold is what I'm going to gamble on him. Because just as good as Josh Allen could be the best quarterback in this class, Sam Darnold could easily be – when I say the best, let's say 10 points is the max for the best. And that's where Josh Allen can get. That's exactly where Sam Darnold could get for me too. I don't. Exactly. I don't see. He doesn't have nearly the physical traits for me that Josh Allen does. So let's talk about. Um, let's, let's move, move on. on from Josh yeah, Allen here. Absolutely. Another guy who I think's pretty safe when it comes to being a quarterback in this class, and that's Josh Rosen. Mm-hmm. Josh Rosen out of US, UCLA. He's six foot four, two twenty six, nine and three eight hands. This is a guy who's a former, as a young age, professional tennis player. So he's working on his footwork at a very early age, mm-hmm. being being an elite tennis player. He he is not um not what you'd call athletic, you know. I mean not not fast. I would say he's he's not a poor athlete. He's not though. athletic. He's he's not. He can maneuver in the pocket. I'll put it I'll put it that way. For a guy that almost ran a five second forty, he doesn't look that bad. Just shuffling in the pocket, a la like you know like a Tom Brady who is super unathletic, but can still just kind of avoid the rush enough. That's what I saw, at least. Just enough. Just Which enough. Which is fine. Because, listen, I pocket passers succeed in the NFL. Right, absolutely. You know, Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Drew Brees, those guys succeed in the NFL as pocket passers. And this guy throws the best ball out of all these quarterbacks. Absolutely. He's got a beautiful throwing motion. He throws a great ball. He's the first freshman to start in UCLA history. He's very, very smart. It's, it kills me when people get out here and they're like, oh, he's too smart. What? What do you mean he's too smart? How can you be too smart at the yeah. quarterback position? You're like, just you, too stupid for need, saying a comment like right. that. You need to be able to process stuff quickly, man, and, and know what you're doing with the ball before the snap. Had NFL coaching yeah. at UCLA. They actually ran, you know, compared to a lot of these shotgun-based offenses, they, they actually took, you know, some, not a lot, but they took some snaps from under center and, yeah. and ran a more ran some pro, pro schemes out there. Yeah, ran more pro style than most. Excellent. Excellent passer. Especially, throws, especially deep balls, man. Throws a beautiful deep yeah. ball with beautiful touch. Yep. He gets the ball out really quick, very accurate. He shows he has good field position, can put the ball anywhere on the field, and he's not afraid to hit that tight window. Nope. I mean, this guy he got this guy will rip it. Now, like we mentioned, he's not very athletic, though. And the problem with him, he's very lean. But lean to the point where, like, Lamar Jackson's lean, but it looks like Lamar Jackson can add some muscle. It does not look like Josh Rosen can add much muscle to that frame. I, don't, I mean, honestly, 6'4", 226, that's, that's not really that lean, man. I mean, I know he doesn't look like he's like a, a solid ox, but, I mean, this is 
that's the same size as a lot of I mean a lot of guys. I mean Aaron Rodgers is probably around that, probably even less than that nowadays. So I mean I, I think he can I think he's got plenty of size to function, okay. man. But at the same time, you know, this this is a, here's here's the biggest concerns about Josh Rosen is you know, again, he's kind of lean. His he comes from a uh, a wealthy background. His dad's a renowned spinal surgeon. His mom does something really well too, so they have a lot of money. And the problem is the guy's already had two concussions, right? So he's already missed significant time in the last two years. Uh, he missed six games in 2016 with a shoulder that ended up needing surgery. And then he missed two games due to a concussion, missing, I think, his last six games um, in 2017 with a second concussion. So some people concern would be Josh Rosen gets hit hard, you know, gets concussed early in his career, then gets another concussion, and having doctors as, you know, in the family, yeah, yeah. having good, having already got a good money from his contract. So he's already going to be a millionaire himself out of the league and having a good wealthy family saying, Hey man, I want my brain. I'm a smart person. I have a lot of ambition after NFL. I'm done. You know, I'm done. I'm not going to be here with five. I want to be able to have my body and brain down the road. So the concern is if that happens to him with his body frame, does he just call it a career and does he have a short career because of that? I mean, those are those are obviously concerns that that we can't really Un, answer. Yeah, and they're unpredictable. Yeah, they're concerns. they're they're definitely unpredictable. We we can't sit here and pretend like we know what he's going to do, or you know, like we haven't talked to the guy personally to even get a feel of what we think he's going to do. So I mean, that's that's really a hard predictor. And that's people's um, concerns. Let me remind you, right. these aren't my concerns. Because right. at the same time, it's like just because something comes from money doesn't mean they can't want something bad, really bad. You know, just because. If you're just because you have money, you can't have an- dreams to play in the NFL. Right. I mean, are you kidding me? No, I, I mean, I, I think that's a little silly. And, and obviously, um, there's been a lot made of his of his character in general. Um, just you know, whether he he rubs people the wrong way or whether his teammates really want to play for him. Blah 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 blah. Same thing. The guy that I was talking about who calls USC whatever was talking about Sam Darnold. He said he knew a lot about Josh Rosen. Obviously, you know USC, UCLA. And right. He said, hey. Josh Rosen throws an absolute fantastic ball. Probably throws the best ball of this entire class. And he even said, would I want to hang out with him at the country club? Absolutely not. Right. But that's just me. But uh, guy also ripped Hugh Jackson to threads, but go on. <laughs> I don't blame him. Uh, um, I, I mean, I, I lost my train of thought there a little bit, but Josh Rosen, I mean, regardless of how the guy acts, I mean, unless he is like a total jerk, like, you know, Jay Cutler, or Jeff George type of guy, um, I think that's I think that's a, a moot point. If he wins, he'll be fine. Exactly. First of all, yeah, he knows he's what he's going into as well. But like, so rumor is you know there's a good chance he might go to the Giants, number two overall. I love him on the Giants. That'd be a great place for him. Eli Manning's yeah. a pocket passer. You have Odell Beckham there. You have Sterling Shepard yeah. there. Him and Odell Beckham would make sweet baby music together. All right. I mean, I could. I mean, I could definitely see he's a talented enough passer that if he falls in the right position, I could see him moving up to my number two guy. Um, yeah, pretty he, easily. He's he for me. He is locked in at number three. Yeah, yeah. But for you, see, yeah, absolutely. And, and I can see, but I can see him say, "For me, I like Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield more." So I'm pushing for him hard. Right. I've got Baker Mayfield at one for yeah. Him right so, now, so, but it's... if say Josh Rosen goes to the Giants, right? I, I mean, you go from one A, one B to one C for me. Like I'm okay with any of those guys yeah. in a super flex rookie draft after uh, Darius Geis and Sony Michelle for me. It would easily be those three quarterbacks, Sam Darnold, Josh Rosen, Baker Mayfield, 
no other options. Right, and that's why I said, you know, that's where I saw the range four to six is, you know, where those guys will be coming off the, the off the board in a, in a super flex league. I see Josh Rosen as being a an above average NFL quarterback, very solid with the capabilities of taking your team to the Super Bowl and winning. You see, I mean, who do you do you comp him to anybody? You see anybody that you're like, hmm, I could see him kind of being like that. I I almost see like a, a Matt Ryan type of of passer there. I I, I think he's more. I think he's could be a little bit. You think more, he'd be a little bit better? A little bit better than Matt yeah. Ryan, who was the first first form or third overall pick. Yeah, third himself. overall. Yep. I I think it's a good comp. I think Matt Real, Ryan, where you know, not a mobile guy, you're not looking for him to ever run. No, exactly. You know, I think yeah. Matt Ryan's a good comp, but something that could even be. You know what? I think it's almost a dead on comp. Now I think about it, because Matt Ryan's got throws a good ball as well downfield as well. He studies real hard, and he's and he's had he's had good years fantasy wise when you know when the pieces around him were there, Um, and that's what it takes for a pocket passer. You mean Julio Jones forever? Yeah, exactly. Get your team to the Super Bowl and be up thirty eight. Yeah, but I mean, you get a couple of good running backs and a tight end that can catch the ball, and and, you know your your whole offense is humming, and, and you're putting up pretty decent fantasy numbers then. Yeah, I, th- I think so. I think he's I think he's a very good quarterback. I think in most other drafts in his past, sometimes you'd definitely be argued to be the 1-1. Right. Uh, I think some people uh, – I think what's with him, what NFL teams worried are the concussions. Nothing to do with him being affluent, you know, his concussions and his mobility. Right. That's it. Yeah, he's not but a fast remember, guy. A lot of quarterbacks – you know, some teams aren't looking for running quarterbacks. They're uh-huh. looking for pocket passers. New York Giants run by David Gettleman, who's an old-school football man. He's looking for Josh Rosen. That's the kind of guy he's looking for. I don't think a team – I don't think – and that's the thing. I don't think a guy like John Dorsey or a guy like Gettleman are looking for a Josh Allen. You know what I mean? I mean, look at, look at Dorsey, for example. He trades for Tyrod Taylor. He trades for Alex Smith. Those – He's, he likes guys that are safe with the football. They're safe, but they both can move. No, I understand they, that too. And so can Pat Mahomes. So I mean, I don't. I mean, Dorsey might be looking for a guy like Josh Allen, big arm guy that can that can move and get the ball downfield. I would again. I would bet whatever I had to bet versus anybody that Sam Darnold's one one. Okay. And if it wasn't Sam Darnold, I would bet it would be Baker Mayfield, personally. All right. So Josh Rosen, we both can agree here. Locked in is number three for both of us. As of now, yeah, definitely. Ooh, look at us. We agree on something. Hey. Safe as can be. Yep. When it comes to being a quarterback, that's about it. Yeah, I know. I totally agree. So he, you're, fans, a lot of skills. you're looking for a guy who's going to throw for anywhere from, you know, with a guy like Odell Beckham, anywhere from 250 to 350 yards probably on average a game, maybe one to two touchdowns a game, which, again, is going to finish him as, a you know, anywhere from a high-end to a low-end quarterback one. Yep. Which you can't argue more from that. No, and and, and you know those with the potential to be a star, right, right? Like a Dan Marino kind of thrower and star. You know what I mean? That like that kind of potential, yeah. but maybe he's one of those guys that's like, you know, like a Philip Rivers, who's always pretty good, but never the first guy you take in your fantasy draft. He's not Peyton Manning, you know, kind of like a Big Ben, you know, somebody that's always going to finish as a quarterback one, but always right around quarterback Five, six, six, seven, yep. right around there, mm-hmm. safe. Guys that can win you a fantasy football championship, dynasty fantasy football championship, and just what you need the quarterback position for a long time. And be, I was going to say, be your quarterback one for a long time, and ha- you'll be happy with it. So if you like that kind of yeah. thing, which everybody should like, you should take Josh Rosen. Yeah. Not okay. a bad pick, man. You can get him a little bit later, so probably some of these other guys. All right, let's get to this next guy, shall we? Oh, God, I can see the smile on your face already. I would take Lamar Jackson over Josh Allen in a Superflex League and in a redraft league. I would take Lamar Jackson in the first round of a Superflex League. 
and let me get into my friend Lamar Jackson. Go for it. Out of Louisville, six foot two, two hundred sixteen pounds. Supposedly can run a four four two. Okay. Supposedly he didn't run. Nine and a half inch hands. Yep. Uh, youngest Heisman winner ever. Okay. Out of Louisville, this dude is an amazing athlete. Could be the best athlete in this entire football draft. He has got fantastic speed. And when I mean speed, fantastic speed, well, this guy has a ball in his hands. He is what Jimmy Walker would say is dying oh might Yeah, right? no, he's great with the ball in his hands. He had more rushing yards this year than Saquon Barkley. What? Ooh la la. He's got a pretty good arm. Reminds me of kind of like when it comes arm-wise, it kind of reminds me of like an Alex Smith kind of kind of type of thrower. Yeah. I don't know that he throws as pretty of a ball as Alex Smith. I think Alex Smith throws a pretty nice little ball. Okay. But, yeah, yeah. arm strength-wise, I would say, yeah, they're similar. Over the last three years, all right, so you're talking about accuracy issues. His accuracy has improved steadily over three years. In 2015, he was uh, 54.7% accuracy. Mm-hmm. 16, 56.2. In 2017, 60%, 60.4%. In 2016, he rushed for 1,000%. 571 yards and 21 touchdowns in 2016. I repeat, he rushed for 1,571 yards and 21 touchdowns. In 2017, he rushed for 1,443 touchdowns. That's 3,000 yards, Matt. For how many touchdowns? Wait, what? No, no. For 1,443 yards. There you go. This dude is a reincarnation of Michael Vick. All right. Now he couldn't consistently throw his wide receivers open, and his mechanics are not great. And he's, you know, he's relying on his arm a little bit too much. He stares down his receivers. Doesn't have good placement. So with the, when it comes to the quarterback issue, those are issues, right? <laughs> but listen, yes, they're issues. All those things are issues. So here's why I'm so excited about Lamar Jackson. So right. I, let me finally explain this to everybody. Uh, lay it on me. When it comes to the quarterback in the NFL. Lamar Jackson's not going to be the best quarterback in the NFL. No, that's not. just not going to happen. Hundred okay? percent true. But here's what's going to happen: Lamar Jackson's going to get taken in the first round. He is going to be somebody's quarterback for the next four years. So he's locked in. And you know what? I don't care what he does for an NFL team and where they're winning. I care what he's doing for my dynasty team. Where is he getting me there? All right. And with Lamar Jackson, whoever drafts him, they're going to build around his strength. You know, and they're going to do what does. What suits him well? Who is a quarterback like they, they mentioned that did it before? Mike Vick. All right, you're mm-hmm. going to build around him like you did Mike Vick. So where does that get me when it comes to fantasy football? Well, I don't know. Mike Vick was drafted in 2001 and didn't play a lot of games. All right, and Mike Vick's not a great human being when it comes to animal control, pets. You know, not a nice guy. Not a I'm nice a huge dog lover. Dogs. Not a right. big fan of this guy. So he missed 2007 and 2008 because he was in jail, rightfully so. But in 2002, his sophomore year. Mike Vick finished as QB2. In 2003, he only played five games because he got hurt, but he had 255 rushing yards in those five games. In 2004, he was QB12. In 2005, eh, a little uh, little off year, he was QB37 uh, or QB7 down there. Okay. So still pretty good. Right. 2006, QB2 again. Now, I will mention in 2002, he was only he played 15 games. All the other top six quarterbacks – played in 16 he finished five points behind Dante Culpepper being the number one overall quarterback misses two years come back comes back in 09 finishes quarterback 46 not I, that great right he was I, he was splitting time I think yes 
Comes back in 2010, finishes as QB number one overall. Finishes in 2011 as QB 11. Uh, after that, it was over, which he didn't, I think his best finish was QB 27 and 12. So he finishes in 2011 as QB 11. 2010 is QB1, 2006 is QB2, 2005 QB7, 2004 QB12, 2003 he got hurt, still at 255 rushing yards in three five games, and in 2002 QB2, which he missed QB1 by five points by playing one less game. So what I'm looking here is Lamar Jackson. He's not the best quarterback in the league. That's We all can agree on that. But what he does with the ball in his hands when you watch his tape is absolutely electric. And when I'm looking for my quarterback to be a fantasy point getter, kind of what Cam Newton was, you know, listen, when Cam Newton was in his really dealing it, he was rushing. That, that's what made him a dynasty darling here. We weren't looking at his arm here. So if you're going to move Lamar Jackson into that strength and you're going to utilize that run option when he's going to be, He's going to dynamite, getting you anywhere from 800 to 1,000 yards rushing. Mike Vick got 1,000 yards rushing, all right? This guy is going to be a QB1. Look at Mike Vick was a QB1 almost every single year that he played. Right. Every single year he's going to play. And you're right now you're going to get Lamar Jackson as your quarterback five. Listen, I have Lamar Jackson ahead of Josh Allen. That's me because I'm looking for fantasy points, and I'm looking for lockdown fantasy points. And maybe I can get six years out of Lamar Jackson – because then the speed slows down and his arm's not great. But, again, I don't even think his arm and the way he throws the ball, I think he, from the improvement I saw in the field in college, if he can translate that to NFL 2 and get some good coaching, I think there is still some good upside to his arm as well. He's not the worst thrower. I mean, Michael Vick, he had a rocket arm. Yeah. And that was pretty much it. I mean, he was not a great thrower at all. He was but, not a great thrower. He was, no, Mike Vick had – Electric speed, four two speed, like he was legit. Yes, like ridiculously, like the fastest person on the field at all times, and he had an, an awesome arm. Yes, I mean, just like could he could throw the ball like eighty yards easily, and 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 I don't see the same things with Lamar Jackson. I he's got great change of direction, and yes, I think he's going to be fast in a straight line, um, but at that size and with his frame. I, I seriously question how long he's going to be able to hold up in the NFL trying to run the ball. And and without a question, without a question, answer or, or just answer this, you know, as honestly as possible. Is he more dangerous with the ball in his hand running or throwing the ball? With the ball in his hand run. No, no I mean, there's not even a question about that, right? I mean, it, it's not it's, a question. It, there's, it's not a question. And, and to me, it boils down to do I think – uh, Lamar Jackson is going to be long for the league at that size, six foot two, two hundred sixteen pounds, and you know he's as skinny as a rail. Yes, the guy is not built to take hits from people, and 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 you you add that body frame with the fact that the only way that he's really going to be relevant is him having to run the ball, and to me, it it smell it spells doom. It's, see, I, it, it spells a very short career. That's, that's where I'm off on you because I I can see him getting better at the quarterback position for somebody who's going to sit here and tell me Josh Allen can get better from when I've seen have Lamar Jackson again, from going all the way back to, I see more arm talent in Josh Allen and he's, and he's yes, a good runner. I do that. I, I see that as well, but I'm looking again 
we're sitting here talking about guys that I'm going to draft. I'm not drafting for an NFL team here. I'm drafting for dynasty points. I'm looking for fantasy points. And where I'm going to get Lamar Jackson, where I can plug him, play him, if he's going to utilize that rushing aspect, and then worst case, he gets moved to an offensive position later down the road. I, I mean, I'm okay with that. I'm looking for him to immediately help me out in that position. He, I mean, don't I, get me wrong. He's definitely, he's definitely going to get a ton of points right away rushing the ball, and, and that does help your dynasty team. What doesn't help your dynasty team is having a guy wash out of the league in three years. Okay, I, I can see and, him lasting a little bit longer than that. And 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 I'm just I'm not sure on Lamar Jackson yet. And I, and I haven't. I mean, I don't think I'm going to see anything down the road that's going to change my mind. To be honest, because he's not going to be too. He's never going to be 260 pounds like Cam Newton. He's 216 pounds, which I I think is phony weight that he had to put on just for the combine weigh-ins. I think he's probably closer to 200 pounds. That's super lean. That's did have you seen how skinny that guy is? Have you seen how skinny Josh Rosen is? You're telling me he's more. Josh Rosen is 226 pounds, and that's I mean that's a couple of pizzas. No, it's really not, man. Lamar Jackson is a skinny dude, man, and and that's my number one concern is really is he going to be able to stay healthy in the NFL? And I don't think I I honestly I can't be you know I don't have crystal balls like you do, but um I I don't think he's going to be able to stay healthy in the NFL. Okay, I I feel. I feel like he is going to be one of those people that are going to score you fantasy points. I think, obviously, I don't sit here and try and predict health. So it's just too hard of a No, I know, but, but in the NFL, there's guys that are 235, 240 pounds that can, that can track Lamar Jackson down. Yeah, those guys weren't, slide, though, those guys weren't around in the NFL. If he can learn in, how not to take a hit. In college. If he, if he can get out of bounds. I mean, dude, Vic didn't take a lot of hits, dude. He ran out of bounds all the time. All the time. He, and again, Lamar Jackson's like you said, his change of direction on the field is whatever. If he can utilize that and take what he can get over and over and over again, and he can get me 75, 85 yards rushing a game, that is going to be QB1 numbers. And that's what I'm looking at. I'm not looking at anything else. I'm looking at fancy point numbers. And this dude has got them. It's written all over him. And yes, there's a lot of red flags. But there's a lot of red flags. We're talking about every sure, single quarterback are. here. Absolutely. So again, if I'm looking at red flags... If I'm looking at just uh, Josh Allen, Josh Allen's red flags are he can go score me literally six fancy points. Lamar Jackson's red flags are his floor is going to score me anywhere from eight to 12 fancy points per game, where Josh Allen's giving me almost nothing if he can't get better. Lamar Jackson, I'm just waiting for him to get hurt and get out of the league, but in the meantime, he's going to score me a lot of fancy points. He, he definitely score a lot of points, man. So, and I'm saying we're going to draft him at. Where are you going to draft him at? I think that juice, if you can get those that production of what I mentioned from Mike Vick, that kind of production. So where, where, do, you, where do you think that he's going to end up going in a, in a regular dynasty draft, not super flex? Third round? Yeah. Late third round? That's where I I wouldn't feel comfortable at all before that. See, I think it's worth uh, Again, but in a regular draft, though, we're talking, it's – it, by yeah. then, there's, there's, you have so many other options. Most right. likely, you're, you're good there. And you have these other quarterbacks with just the, the higher ceiling as it is for longevity and points right. as well. So, so, all right. It's fine. But in a super flex league. Yeah, flip the script. Okay, so flip the script. Yeah. To me, this guy's a no-brainer at the quarterback position in the first round. because Where, where do you see him? Like eight, nine? Right around there. Yeah, that's yeah, where I right see around, that. Right around pick eight, nine. If you again, if you're desperate for a quarterback yeah. and these other ones go, then you take them because at the same time it's super flex league. So if you have one quarterback ahead of him and you can only get four years out of him in dynasty, because then all of a sudden he flushed out because of injuries, and that's fine. In a, in a super flex, that's almost like that's comparable to getting a running back. Yes, 
And that's what I'm saying. You can, and, and that's and I'm, I'm cool with that in a super and a flex. super flex. You're literally almost going to run him back at the quarterback position with his worth, with, which is worth its weight in gold. And we say it all the time. Four years in dynasty when people are like you know hash. We use it all the time. We're gonna we're, we're, next week we get into the rookie running backs. I'm super excited for it. Even more in depth we are about rookies right. running the running backs and receivers so we know them better. But you know we talk about hashtag two to three year windows. And people are like, oh, he's only got three years left, or he's only going to be three good for three to four years. And we say all the time, that's a lifetime. Because if you win three championships in a row, that is bragging rights for the history of your dynasty league. You're going to be sitting there at the campfire with your great-grandchildren. I'm like, yeah, see all those old little bastards over there? <laughs> Ask them about my three-peat. Between yeah. 2012 and 2014, it was amazing. My balls are so low and saggy, they can all come <laughs> over and kiss them. Three-time champ, baby. So it's a lifetime. It's a lifetime when it comes to fantasy, is it a lifetime in the NFL? Absolutely not. But listen, look at, if we say it all the time when it comes to time reference, look at your look at people's dynasty teams today, and they just go back four years ago and look at their team, who there's just who their starters were. There's about two guys that are the same. I exactly, it's ridiculous. It's a lifetime. So I'm not looking at longevity here of what it is. I'm looking at what Lamar Jackson can do for me now. Lamar Jackson can do more for me now, besides maybe Baker Mayfield, than any of these quarterbacks. Lamar Jackson might do for me. Lamar Jackson might do for me now, and in 2019, and in 2020, more than these guys can possibly do for me when it comes to an accumulation of fantasy points. So again, is he maybe the best long-term investment? Maybe, probably not, but maybe. Again, I don't think his arm is bad. It's not like his arm's terrible. You know what I mean? It's not like we're talking about this guy's got to be a receiver. He's no, not, I, he's I agree not that. Terrell Pryor. No, I agree that he's got a better arm than than people are giving him credit for. So I'm telling you, it's just. From that aspect of it, of me trying to win in a format, to me it's Lamar Jackson. And it, and for for a, a time, like we said, for uh, a one QB league, right, mm-hmm. third round, and and that's fine. But to me, why would you even let a guy like that they could put, again potentially put into that position who's a running back at your quarterback position late in the season when a good playoff run if he substantiates himself as that kind of player and he's scoring you twenty points a game because he. He's just electric for these couple of years. And I could draft Lamar Jackson in the third round and put him at a position of importance like the quarterback, which you need to have good quality quarterback production to help you win a championship for the most part. For right. the most part, unless you have studs everywhere, a good quarterback is very important to you winning. Where It's why people love Superflex because it puts more emphasis on the quarterback, a position that's so important that it falls by the wayside in a 1QB league. You get a guy like that in the third round, that's that's like getting a first-round running back, man, that you're putting in your quarterback slot. So, to me, we both we both have him here. I have him at four. You have him five. Our differential is not too crazy. Right. So, we're not you know, here. It's just I think he could even, for I, a I, short period – Come higher than that. You you don't you just don't share the same concerns that I do. And and my number one concern is just I just don't think the dude's going to be able to hold up, man. I don't. Think I don't share the concerns, but I understand the concerns. Yeah, you're you're very. I under. I mean, I understand why you're excited about the guy because just watch the tape. The dude is very exciting to watch. But I just, I I have serious concerns about 216 pounds. I don't think that's a real weight for him. And dude, I'm watching his tape. He is he is just so bony, man. I'm watching this tape. I understand. I'm running in a place with a headband. <laughs> I'm having my wife spray me with a hose. Oh, God. I'm screaming that I'm a maniac. Maniac out of control. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm loving it. I'm so glad I wasn't around for that. That's all right. I got it on video. Oh, great. <laughs> Moving on, shall we? Yes, let's do that, please. Mason Rudolph, quarterback, Oklahoma State, six foot five, 
235. Big guy, right? Small hands. Smells Nine like eight cabbage. Inch hands? <laughs> yeah. Those are tiny, man. <sighs> Those hands are small. Yeah. This dude owns almost every passing record at Oklahoma State. He's got great size, great build, yep. right? Yep. Prototypical with size, man. Just just strong enough arm. Yeah, I would call it that. I, I would agree with that. But, I mean, he lacks velocity, which I think comes from his small circus hands. It could be, man. I've, I saw a few passes, you know, just kind of hang up there and, and flutter a little bit, which I, I would I would contribute or attribute that to, to having hands. small hands and maybe I'm, not be able to get the spiral. I'm 6'1". Yeah. Sexy as can be. Yeah. I have almost nine and a half inch hands. Yeah. That's why I'm a dynasty beefcake. Right, you are. So... That's concerning for me. This guy, uh, you know, he played in a spread offense almost exclusively in shotgun, which or the pistol, which is you know a lot of quarterbacks. It's pretty nowadays. standard. I mean, I I literally I started writing it and then I just had to write it for everyone except yeah. for Josh Rosen. But he played in that very conservative, simple offense that totally made him rely on the first read. Um, he does not have the greatest ball placement either. So we're even though like his completion percentage wasn't bad, his ball placement wasn't that great right right his I overall mean, like leading guys and all that type of stuff i, I thought his, he also had a really good offensive line and good weapons around him too his deep ball accuracy wasn't wasn't that bad for not having a big arm i thought he dropped in some nice passes deep but the guys pretend to be a first round pick so that says enough about him as it is right i think i think there's i think there might be you know a couple teams out there that see him in, in a little bit of a different light than than other ones you know what i mean yeah, and it, all, it only sure. take it only takes one to take uh, you know to take a risk on one of these guys because he does he does have tools he has size blah 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 um but the some of the balls I've seen him throw are just a little bit concerning so I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if he was a guy that slid to the second round either and and, and maybe even third round I would feel great if I was a GM getting this getting this type of talent personally um but where do you see him fantasy wise uh, yeah, that's how I see him. Like he's definitely worth a second round pick in a super flex league because the upside right. is there. And yeah. again, it's so hard to predict quarterbacks. It is. It's just so hard. But I just don't see. I just don't see it. He put up big numbers. Um, he had a great t- touchdown to, to interception ratio: thirty-seven touchdowns to nine um, interceptions this past year. If almost 5,000 yards. So he put up – I mean, he put up big-time numbers there. He had but a really good team around him. He did have a really good team really around good him. Really good offensive line. Really um, good receivers. Yeah, he did. And I just – I don't know. Like, if he was good, I wouldn't be like, oh, that's surprising. Yeah, look, look at – of course, he, look at his stats at Oklahoma State. Right, blah, blah. But when right. I sit there and I watch him, and I watch him throw the football. Like, again, he that's looks the part. That's what it is. He looks the part. It's when you see his ball in the air, though. Some of the times, it's like, oh, like that's not an NFL. That's that dangerous. doesn't that doesn't feel like an NFL arm to me. Yeah, like he's um, one of those guys that I can see getting picked off mm-hmm. a lot because the ball's up in the air too long and it's just not getting there. If it's his hand size, that's the problem. Good nine and eight, eight inch hands aren't like super small at the same time. But I mean, this dude's six foot five. Yeah, you know, he should have ten inch hands. That's almost an inch. And an inch when it comes to your hands when you spread it apart. Yeah, that is huge. Difference. And the balls get bigger in the NFL. <laughs> they do because you're getting bigger you're growing up man exactly you're going from uh, a boy to a man all right have you ever experienced that yeah uh yes i have good for you that's yeah. why your voice is so deep yes it is not me uh-huh it's my voice is so bad you'll get there eventually <laughs> so i'm stuck doing a podcast <laughs> and a show for espn Cleveland. um so for mason rudolph for me i think he's a second round super flex pick right yeah because he's gonna get it because he's gonna get a shot yes he is and sometimes that's all it takes 
you know. And I wouldn't feel great taking him in a, in a regular league until the fourth round. That's, I mean. Oh yeah, not even. I mean, I think he's a fifth round pick yeah. right around there because even then you're just you're going to gamble on those other guys because you don't know. But same thing, if he can put in the same kind of system, if he can be put in the same position at Oklahoma, he, he's shown that in the right system and on the right team and making just enough of the good throws. I think the interception rate would probably be a little bit higher in the NFL. But listen, they, to me, he showed he, he's got the smarts as well. Yeah. So I don't think the guy's a, a, a dumb guy, too. So he could actually probably learn a bit and learn learn what he can do and can't do at the next level. He has a chance to be a guy. But at the same time, we're talking about the guys that are like Andy Dalton. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. Now, granted, Andy Dalton finishes a top five fantasy quarterback a couple times in a row, you know, there. But at the same time, you know, one of those middle-of-the-road quarterbacks where he's on your roster, he's your backup for when your quarterback has a bye, but you're like, you're never like, yeah, yeah dude, I'm Mason going in Rudolph. The, going in there with Mason. And, he, and he's the same kind of guy, like, even in a super flex, right? He's your number two QB, but you're like, yeah, I can use some QB. He's me now. We have Matt Ryan, Eli Man, and Mitch Trubisky, and I'm like, He's like, me now. I've got Blake Bortles as my second guy, yeah, and, and I'm like, just like, mm, I can you, you know, Blake Bortles is playing. You know, he's a QB one for the most. But I could just, I need to play. I need to back myself up. Here. Wouldn't mind having somebody else yeah. too, because you know, in the superflex league, like, you don't want to leave your, you don't want to put yourself in there where you just have those two quarterbacks. Like you need to have that oh, other yeah. quarterback. Like, yeah. You can't be like, oh, I got two quarterbacks, so I don't need the third. No, 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 no. You need the third because once the quarterback goes down, at the same time, it is a flex spot where you, if you have another stud receiver or quarterback. You're right. If you build there, you are all right. Yeah. So that is a catch twenty two to Superflex. Like if you like, you know what? You guys keep taking these quarterbacks. I'm gonna take Julio Jones. Yeah, you can you can I mean I won it with the, just Kirk Cousins and Blake Bortles last year. That was all I had. Well be the Blake Bortles finishes pretty much QB one. Yes, he did. So so Mason Rudolph for us both is kind of like Okay, you know, I'll try I'll try you out. It's kind of like it's like you see this pair of shoes your wife buys you. And you're like, I mean, they look okay. I would pick him. With, I don't really want to wear those out in public. I would pick him and have zero conviction about it. You know what I mean? Like, it, it would be like, I guess I, I have. Good. I guess I have to take this guy. Look at his numbers. I don't really like what I see on tape, but I would, you know, it would be one of those. I would have to take him type of things I at mean, a certain point. He did lead Santa's sleigh at night, right? <laughs> Right. Oh my so there's God. that upside. No. There's, yeah, so there's always super, that. So for super flex guys, let's talk about three other guys real quick because we're running late here. Um, there's Kyle Oletta out of Richmond, six foot three, two 222 pounds, nine and three quarter inch hands. Had a really good senior bowl. Um, I like him as a nice little sleeper potentially. He has nice touch on the ball. He has a really quick release. Goes through his reads on the field. Does throw the ball a little bit too low. Um, his deep ball is inconsistent. His arm strength is questionable, but I did like his senior bowl. I think this guy out of Richmond is one of those guys where, you know, if he lands on the Patriots, for example, yeah, yeah. I like that. Like, I want to see where Kyle Laletta lands because he's one of those guys that's going to get drafted, and I can see his value doesn't come this year, next year, but maybe in, like, 2020, right? In a, he, Somebody gets hurt, he comes in, and now all of a sudden he's a starter. Like, he's rosterable in a super flex league, and he's worth a stash for how long your taxi squad rolls out to see what he, where he stands. I think Kyle Laletta are the next three guys we talk about. That I, He's the guy I like the most as a stash that I'm going to try and get my hands on some super flex leagues to kind of bury on the back end of my roster. No, yeah, I like him. I, I think he definitely needs time to develop. I think that's exactly how I see him as well. Uh, and Richmond know, does it. Yeah, sitting, yeah, exactly. Level of competition really wasn't there. You know, sitting behind a, one of these guys that's obviously, you know, on, the, on their back nine. 
and and they're looking you know like a you know you said you said uh brady or or sitting behind a, a drew Brees or um What's his name out in San Diego? Uh, Philip Rivers. Philip Rivers. Yeah, no, any, Phil- any one San of those. San Diego's places. another good spot yeah. for him because again, I like his really his release. Kind of reminds me of like a Jimmy Garoppolo. He gets the ball out yeah, really he does. quick he like does. that. So mm-hmm. he kind of in that aspect of it, he kind of reminds me of like a little bit Jimmy Garoppolo out of Eastern Illinois. Now, granted, Garoppolo was a second round pick, but in the right circumstance, Kyle Laletta could be a. Th- I could see him going. I could see him going third round. Third round, yeah, so which is a, and again, Garoppolo went late second to the yeah, Patriots. Yeah. So. Um, a name to watch on draft day. I'm paying attention. Now, remember, as we go through these rookies, we do go through them again over at the draft after the draft because definitely we'll get to mention this when it comes to the running back next week. Landing spot is everything for a lot of these positions. Not quarterbacks as much, but because the quarterbacks always go to a bad team and they're looking, like I said, to transcend their team where the other players scheme, positions, teammates, that has a big influence on. Another quarterback, a guy that you liked – um, Luke Falk. Luke Falk out yeah. of Washington State, six foot three, two twenty ten, two hundred twenty two pounds. He's packs. He's pat. He's the Pac twelve's all time passing leader in passing yards and touchdowns. And um, what was I going to say about him? I mean, he's a guy that he's a guy that just like he, he throws pretty good when he's in rhythm and stuff like that. And and definitely good short. He has a he has a nice quick release. Also, not a great athlete type of guy, but um. I think if he gets into the right system and, and is allowed to develop as well, another another developmental guy that that he has a chance to you know down the road two or three years, you know get a get a starting at least shot at a starting. Didn't job. have a great combine, right? Um, my negative is already you know he played in that Michael Leach offense, which is very pass happy. Yes, it is. Which none of those guys ever turn out to be good. Um, he holds on the ball too long. I saw and a little bit I watched for him, and sixty five percent of his passes, sixty five percent were very short. Or, or check downs. Yep, that's why I said. It. I mean, he's he's accurate and he and he throws a lot of short and in rhythm type of passes. To be honest with you, not a fan. Okay. Uh, and then the last guy, Mike White, Western Kentucky, six foot five, two hundred twenty two palm, uh, twenty two uh, pounds. Good arm, pretty accurate, fifty seven percent completion rate uh, of yard passes thrown twenty yards up, which is pretty damn good. Yeah. It's not so bad. and his deep ball is really good to have a fifty seven percent completion yeah. rate on that. Um, nice upside. To him as well. He's got kind okay a, arm strength. Yeah, yeah he's, good he's, arm. Yep. Kind of one of those guys, you know, again, out of Western Kentucky. Uh, isn't that where Corey did? No, he went to Western Michigan. Um, but, I mean, White, White White in a super flex league is definitely worth a stash. I mean, I don't mind quarterbacks that come out of crappy schools, man, because you, you kind of know that they're they're battle-tested uh, battle a little okay. bit more. They're used to having to, you know, make do with, with crappy situations kind of and, and kind of have to play the underdog role. I make that argument all the time. Yeah. No good quarterback. How many good quarterbacks go to big schools? Exactly. None. None. Yeah, because everyone said, around them is so good that they, you know, you don't need a, a centerpiece quarterback necessarily to win at those types yeah. of schools. And yeah, I mean, granted, Tom Brady went to Michigan, but the guy was a six-round pick. Right. But guys, you know, like that one, super, you know, Jimmy Grappolo we mentioned earlier, Eastern Illinois, Tony, Tony Romo, Eastern Illinois, right. Joe Flacco, who won a Super Bowl, Delaware, Ben Roethlisberger, Miami of Ohio. Right. I mean, I mean even, he, I mean, even Drew Brees, he went to Purdue, which, I mean, in the Big Ten is, is not a not good a quarterback school. Not a, not a great school. I mean, Steve McNair went to Alcorn State. Right, you're getting your you know, these, tons of quarterbacks from all of these schools. Ohio Carson, State's never had a Carson good. Wentz. I mean, North Dakota. Yeah, exactly. There's you a know? lot of, there's a lot of people that, that, that don't go to the big names. How some of the good ones are at all, you know, Brian Hoyer, uh, Nick Foles, and, Kurt, Nick Kurt Cousins all on the same team in the Michigan State. Yep. <laughs> there goes a third. There was three quarterbacks right there. They were starters at one point. Yeah. So, 
that's our rookie quarterback breakdown. We'll spend the least amount of time on them after the draft because, again, what we broke down here translates to any team they go to. We already kind of know what teams are going to high in the draft. Um, but next week, we're going to get to the rookie running backs. Running backs. So, uh, yeah, that's it. What do you think? We'll, we'll do two episodes probably. I was going to say five to seven probably next week um, of the running backs. Yeah, most likely because we usually spend more time on the really good ones that we yep. like. Uh, I thought this quarterback show would be about – 50 minutes right we're it's, an hour it's, and 20 it's running long so yeah but kind of is what it is but yep. we'll make sure the running back one stay about an hour hour 10 yep. and if it takes three episodes to do it hey, do it takes it. Three, take three episodes yeah i mean it, it might it might very well because it's a pretty deep class no rush baby yep. no rush um so again i mentioned earlier about my league that i'm gonna start i am gonna start a new league i want to do with all listeners i mentioned the one guy gonna he, he knows who he is his name's with begins with r goes to ohio state I told him he's in automatically because he's been trying to get in the league for about three years with us. Tweet at me again. It's going to be $150 entrance fee. You're going to have to pay two years, though, because I, I hate having a Dynasty League startup and you pay for a year and then somebody quits after year one. It's I hate that. It's never so, happened to so, me. Yeah, I've heard about it. Yeah. So it's going to be 300 bucks to get in. So if, you don't, if you're don't, you not comfortable with that, don't even bother tweeting at me. But it's going to be $150 buy-in. Uh, we'll vote on it, whether it's going to be super flex, tight end premium, or just the one QB league with a flex spot. No kickers. No defense, all Dynasty Nerds uh, rules with unlimited taxi squads. I'll get into all the details of the league, but all you need to know, it's the league with me. It's going to be forever. I ain't going anywhere. I'm only 38, baby. Got a lot. Got 60 more, at least 62 more years to play. Uh, and uh, it's 150 bucks buy-in. Again, but you got to pay for this year and next year. Okay? So that's that. All you have to do is tweet at me and say I want to get my new startup league. I'll, I'll like your tweet. I'm not going to reply to it. I'm going to like your tweet, and that's going to put you in the lottery. And I'm going to pick them all probably in about two weeks uh, time as I picked out the nerd hurt. So let's tweet at me. We'll play in a league together. Nice. Also get on. We have great discussions going on our dynasty nerds, Facebook page, go to dynasty Click our group chat. We're almost at 1500 users on that thing. man. Nice man. That group. People, fast. Yeah. People are, cause people are loving it. The amount of information and communication you got on there is absolutely fantastic. We're putting it, Rick and I, Rick butts who run helps run the page there. We're trying to work on some videos. So I'm gonna do some videos on there as well. Uh, a couple times a month, answering some questions oh, on there cool. as well. Yeah, yeah. It's a really good tool to have on there. Tons of people are putting up polls. I will say this. I have not mentioned this yet. When people go on there, I go on there. You can see me, my, from my Facebook page. Yep. Tons of people have been asking to be my friend on Facebook. I decline them all. Okay. Just to let you know. I'm, I don't like Facebook as it is. I don't like seeing, when I go through it, I don't even like looking at the stuff of my people I actually do like and I know. So it's nothing personal. Don't take it personal. Right. But that, I, do, I block people that I'm friends with because I don't want to see their shit on Facebook. All right. Because I do. I, I block them. You're talking to me. You're talking you, to me. You go on there once a month. Trust that, me. I understand. Yeah, exactly. I use Facebook to save my pictures, exactly. mostly. There but, you go. You know, I, I do use it. So, But for Facebook, this is exactly what I love it for, yeah. for Dynasty. So get on there. Just please don't ask me to be my friend on Facebook. It's nothing personal. I'm just not going to accept it. It's that simple. <laughs> no it big really deal. is. No big deal. This Unless is... I know you personally. No, I just became friends with on Facebook. Huh. Colleen Cassidy. Nice. Our good friend. You know why? Because we've hung out and had drinks together. Exactly. I'd be fr- I'm friends with her, uh, her, her, her man too, Mike. You've actually seen her face to face, and we're in two fantasy leagues together too. Yes, yes sir. If we're in a fantasy league together, there's a good chance we could be friends on Facebook. <laughs> so when I when I'm holding my Dan- dynasty trophy, you can even, you can weep even more seeing me. <laughs> dynasty beefcake, holding you can, the trophy you can, high. You can dislike it. <laughs> so again, until that, if you like the show, leave us a rating and review, please, on iTunes. 
I know I've been asking for what, like I think three of the last five shows. Yeah, but listen, Getting we're only four people away from having five hundred reviews. Super close, and then man. I'm pretty much done. I'll, I'll say it once a month. So leave us a rating and review if you so please. In the meantime, if you want to talk about all my opinions on these quarterbacks and tell me if I'm wrong and my crystal ball is stupid or the Browns aren't going to be in the Super Bowl in three years and you're wrong there, hit me up on Twitter. At Dynasty Rich. I'm at Dynasty Matt. I, I don't believe in any of that crap that he just said. So, And I don't believe anything Matt says ever. So <laughs> until then, guys, we'll be back to start the ones that you're really waiting for, the rookie class. I wonder who's going to be 1-1. One, one. Hmm. He's a lion. <laughs> Ready, set, Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. Make sure to check us out at DynastyNerds.com for up-to-date Dynasty insight. And follow us on Twitter at Dynasty Nerds.